What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Christian French. French, how are we doing? Happy birthday, the big 2-1. Yeah, yeah big 2-1. 20 fun, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 20 Let's fun. 20 fun, baby. Time to slam some brewskis with the bros. <laughs> the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the vibes. All right. So to, <laughs> So, Wait, you're not 21. How do you know the vibe? I mean, uh, just from the grapevine. Um, so today we got uh, quite the episode for you. We're going to be talking about goals um, in all aspects, how to set goals, um, how to readjust goals, maybe how to look at your goals um, from a different perspective than you previously have been. So I think the... First question that we should probably ask is, um, or that we should talk about is, are you setting goals in the first place? Because I think, you know, we kind of get ahead of ourselves and think that everyone has the same mindset as us. Um, not saying that our, like ours is the only mindset to have, but in the, in the sense that people are setting goals, um, putting pen to paper like we do, you know what I mean? Right. So I think the first thing that you should do um, if you're listening to this, if you don't have goals written out, I think you should definitely start there. Um, what I'd recommend doing is thinking, thinking about each area of your life, whether that be your career, um, your schooling, your health and wellness, your spiritual development, um, your financial development, anything like that, I think you need to categorize um, your goals and write down goals for each of those areas. And they don't have to be perfect. I, I don't think they have to be perfect goals at first. I know some of the goals that I have set right now aren't as good as they should be in a sense that um, maybe they're not as specific as they should be or um, they're very like uh, general, um, which is fine when you're first starting out. Um, we'll talk about later how you can kind of fine tune those goals. But, um, I think that's the first step kind of figuring out what your goals even are, because most people, not most people, I shouldn't say, um, a lot of people don't even know the direction that they want to go in, um, in a lot of, areas of their life, myself included. When I first started writing down all my goals, I didn't even have um, any idea what some of mine should be for, um, let's say, you know, my financial development. You know, I didn't even know uh, what what should my goals be. You know, it's easy for us to say, oh, I want to deadlift 600 because that's what we know. You know, that's a, that's obvious to us. But for some of the other areas of life, it may may not be so apparent and you might need to do some soul searching and finding out what's really important to you and what you need to prioritize. So, um, French, your thoughts on that, getting started with goal setting? Yeah, I think I 100% agree that writing them down is like, it's really crucial. That's that's where it really begins. And when we mean write it down, we mean literally write it down, like put pencil to paper, pen to paper. I guess you could do it like you could type it on the computer, but there's just something about, you know, writing it down, pencil and paper. And 
just seeing that in front of you, it's just a tangible thing. So it's not just such the dream that's in your mind. It's a goal that's on paper. Now you can progress without goals. You know, it's like when we first started lifting weights, we could just like do a random program with not so good form. And we were going to get some results just because we, we've never done it before. But as the farther you go on, you can only progress so far without goals. I mean, like someone who's advanced in their craft, they have to be setting goals because they have to have a, a standard to meet. Otherwise you're kind of just floating, drifting through whatever you're doing. So I definitely agree with writing them down and cause then you can always come back to them. I think another thing that's good is look at your goals every day. You know, sometimes I've had it where I write down goals and I write a bunch of them and I'm super pumped. And then I forget to look at them for like a couple months. And then it's like, Oh, like you've, you can either forget some of them or it just doesn't keep you quite as accountable. So I think looking at them maybe every day before you go to bed or every day before you start your day is good just to kind of get that in front of you, remind yourself, refresh your vision. And then you can kind of filter the decisions you make through that. Like, okay, is this helping me get closer to my goal or is it taking me farther away? So I think writing it down is, is definitely the most crucial part. Um, and then when you write them down, you want to give them, I think another big thing is making them specific. Again, like Nolan said, right away, you might just have a broad general goal. But then as you kind of start to feel it out, try to get it into a more specific terms. You know, you can say like, oh, I want to get fit. Well, what does get fit mean? For some people, it might mean I want to be able to run a marathon. For other people, it might mean I want to be able to squat 500 pounds. Those are pretty, those are kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. So that's why you really need to be specific, I think. And then another thing when you write them down, I think you also need to give it a timeline. So because a goal without a deadline is just like, I don't know, it's just not good. If you say you want to do something, but then you say like, oh, I'm just going to do it as fast as I can. Well, that's good. But you'd probably be better off saying, okay, I want to have this. These are my three-month goals. These are my six-month goals. These are my one-year goals. Because then at least you have a tangible date. Now you have something that to kind of put the pressure on, so to say. Yeah, so I agree 100%. I've made some notes. Um on some things I wanted to expand when you were talking, but, um, yeah, those are all, those are all great points. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to say that I just released a video on YouTube about how to set goals. And I kind of talked about some things that I recently learned in my, in a few of my classes that helped me, um, kind of switch my perspective on how to set goals. Um, you know, I, my goal setting abilities have, improved tremendously in just the past two months because most people don't want to admit it, but they set very far reaching goals and then they won't reach them half the time. And then they put themselves down and then they don't set goals. They, um, cease to set, to keep setting goals because they're not achieving anything. Um, so I think you have to be a little more calculated with how you set these goals. Like um, French said, um, write them down, make them specific, make them measurable, give them a a timeline. So the specificity of it is very important because when you start breaking your goals down into these smaller steps, you'll find how realistic your goals really are. So 
anybody can say, I want to squat 500 pounds. But when you start putting pen to paper um, and breaking that goal down, maybe you, maybe you even say, I want to squat 500 pounds in a year. Okay, that's great. But then once you start writing down, okay, well, if I, need to, if I want to squat 500 pounds in a year, that means I need to squat X amount in six months. And that means X amount in three months. That means I need to be doing this much weight. I need to be showing this much progression. So when you write it down, you start breaking them down into smaller goals. Um, you get more of an idea of how these goals are actually going to turn out and how realistic they are. So I think that's great. Um, another thing French touched on is revisiting your goals. I think that's one of the benefits of writing them down. He said, um, that you can keep continue to look at, at them. Um, one thing a lot of people do is especially these new year's resolution types, they'll write down a goal. Um, and that's great. You know, it's great. We want people to have goals, but then they don't really revisit it. You know, even if they are working on it, you know, you could be doing all the right things, but you're, but you're not really revisiting that goal and you can run into some problems there because you can forget what you really are set out to accomplish. Um, and maybe, you know, life doesn't always work out the way you want it to. It can get in the way. Um, and then also people are just naturally, I mean, we're humans, we procrastinate. So I think a lot of times we set these grand goals and then when we don't achieve them, we get really down on ourselves. But I think we just need to readjust your goals. I don't think you should, if you don't achieve a goal or if you're not on track to achieve a goal, I don't think you should just shut it down right away. I think you should readjust that goal and ask yourself, how can I make this more realistic? Because, you know, you don't lose, you don't lose when you fail, you lose when you give up. So I think you really just need to make small adjustments, you know, even if it's every week. A great thing about this planner that um, I've mentioned that I have is that it gives you weekly, um, I guess, it asks you how you felt about your progress week by week. So you can't really lie to yourself about, well, I didn't get what I done what I wanted to get done this week. You kind of have to f- just face it up front. So um, I think it's good to revisit your goals. I think that's another big thing. Um, and just like Christian said, make them specific. Um, and also don't be afraid to make adjustments to your goals. Yeah, I definitely going off adjusting. Um, again, you there's don't misconstrue this information as setting goals too low. Obviously you want to have goals that are ambitious, but I think for me, like dreams, dreams should be the things that are like outworldly big, they're huge. And then you break those dreams into goals. So goals should be something because I actually noticed this. I set some goals. Today's my birthday. I set some goals that I wanted to achieve on my last birthday. And I looked back at them and I was, it was kind of painful to look back at them because I did achieve a good amount of them, but there was a lot of them that I also didn't achieve. And what I found out was my goals were kind of maybe a little bit too high. I think you might want to set them like just out of your reach where like, okay, I think I can get this, but maybe Maybe it's a little out of my reach because, like Nolan said, you set a bunch of goals and they're just out of this world and, like, there's no way that you can achieve all of them, then you're going to get down on yourself and you're going to be like, well, this goal-setting thing just isn't for me. And one of my – 
I had a class last year where we talked about goals a little bit and they, um, they discussed this acronym for like smart goals. So yep. smart, it was specific, measurable, achievable. I think it was either realistic or relevant and then time bound. So I have a time timeline for it. And I thought, I thought that was really good because you want them to be ambitious, but also realistic enough that you can achieve them because once you achieve a goal, you're going to be more likely to want to set a new one and just keep, keep moving up on, on the podium. And with, yeah, like the goal you have now, you may not have to, if it's too ambitious, you might have to switch it up a little bit, but you can also switch the action steps to it. Maybe, you know, it's like, uh, like Thomas Edison, when he was, when he was building the light bulb and trying to figure out that and electricity and all that, you know, I think there's a quote that says, I didn't find, I never failed. I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So sometimes he didn't really change the goal. He just had to change the way he was approaching it. Yeah, that's very well put. Um, and to kind of give a different perspective on this, you know, um, we both just talked about how you should set your goals to be reasonable. You know, French just, French just said, keep them just out of your reach um, to kind of push yourself. And, you know, we both, me and Christian have both talked about this idea of setting these grand goals for yourself so that even when you fall short, you're ahead of, um, of what you previously um, would have intended to achieve. And I think that a good way to look at it is that, like French said, your dreams, I think your dreams should scare you. And when I talk about dreams, I mean, okay, this is who I want to be. Um, this is who I want to be as a person. Um, it's not really, you know, in sight maybe. Maybe it's five to ten years down the road. I think they should be scary. I think you should set high, high goals for yourself. Um, and I think that should always be in the back of your mind. And, but what I do also think when on the flip side of that, um, when it, when we're talking about goals, not dreams, I think that they should be reasonable. And this is, this is what my video I just released on YouTube is about, um, setting more process goals versus outcome goals. You know, these outcome goals are great. Um, and you should have them because you should know your general direction of where you want to go in life. But I think more people should focus on the process of what they need to do each day, each week, each month to achieve those yearly goals, those five-year goals, those 10-year goals. Because when you're constantly focusing on these outcome goals, you are putting a lot of stress on yourself. And it's like I, like I said earlier, it's very hard to predict what is, what is going to happen in a year. Um, that's, that's how you define an outcome goal. They're not always controllable. So I don't think they're bad. I think you should have a general idea of where you're going. But I think if you focus more on the process each day um, of what you need to do and what you need, what you want to accomplish in a week or a month, um, I think you'll get a lot further because you are constantly working on your habits and working on what you need to do in the reasonable future. You know, what can I do tomorrow that will make me better for next week? What can I do next week that will make me better for the following month? You know, so it's, it's a lot shorter, shorter term. 
Um, and I think that can be a lot more effective. Another thing I want to talk about um, that French briefly touched on was, um, you know, kind of rewarding yourself. These shorter term goals, um, you know, even if they're small, you know, maybe you have a goal of, I just want to be consistent with my eating. I want to eat clean at least four or five days a week. As soon as you start doing that consistently, I think it's a good idea to reward yourself because even though that's a small goal, you know, it's a habits type goal. When you start rewarding yourself, um, it gives yourself that, you know, basically hit of dopamine where you're, you feel good because maybe you treated yourself out to go to a restaurant with your friends or you um, bought yourself something that you've been looking forward to. You know, that little reward system will keep you motivated to want to continue to pursue these goals because everybody can set grand goals and chase after them for a week and then give up on them. So it's more of the constant process of it all. You know, we're not in this for the short term. You know, I know we're in a world, we live in a world where instant gratification is basically the entire structure of our society, but we're in this for the long haul. You know, you want to be you want to be a better person for the long haul. You don't just want to, um, there's no shortcut. You can't really cut corners. If you can, it won't really last long. So I think having a reward system is good because it'll keep you, um, it'll keep you going and it'll get, keep you um, motivated to stay in this for the long haul. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that because I mean, think about it. If like, if you have like a job, and you're really good at your job, you're really ambitious, but you know, you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You keep knocking down these projects at work. And like, you just, your boss never says like, Hey, you're doing a really good job. Or like, you never get a raise. You never get like any sense of accomplishment. You're going to just become demotivated. You have to like, obviously that's not quite in your control because you're not the boss, but I think you do have to reward yourself. Now, don't go too crazy if you say like, oh, I want to eat healthy. And then you just have like, oh, I ate healthy for a week. No, I just get to eat unhealthy for a week. have to moderate that a little bit. But I do think it's good to have small, small treats, so to say, to reward yourself. Even if it's something as little as, you know, going out for ice cream or maybe buying yourself a new new piece of clothing or something like that. And like Nolan said, you got to be in it for the long haul. You can understand that some goals are going to make goals compounded on top of each other over time is what's going to make the real difference in the end. And then all of a sudden you look up, and you're like, whoa, how did this happen? It wasn't just one thing. I mean, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't just that one straw. It was all those other straws that came before it. It's like it's that consistency, you know, consistency compounds over time. It's like compound interest, you know. It's like uh, you don't really see results after the first week or the first month. You might start seeing a little bit after a year, but it may take years, even decades, to really see the big picture. And that's that's all right because you got to going back to process versus results. There's a book that a couple books that we both read: um, Pound the Stone and uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water. Those are both really good reads. I would suggest those that uh, they just talk about focusing on the process of doing something great as opposed to just worrying about the result. You know, I think uh, Chop would carry water. The guy, he goes over to Japan to become a sa- samurai archer 
and he expects just to it to just come naturally so that when he gets there and he has to do all these chores and all these things that seem very mundane he kind of gets angry but then over the years he begins to just trust the process and knowing that the simple daily decisions will add up to for him to become great eventually and i think um that's something that is tough to, today because Again, we have cell phones. We can just get instant hit of dopamine whenever we want. But, you know, it can, take, it can take a lifetime to really become the person that you're capable of. So don't get caught up in the short term. I mean, yeah, it's good to, have, good to feel good about yourself when you achieve goals and reward yourself. But don't get discouraged when you don't see a big difference. Just know that you're, you're ahead of the game already by doing the simple daily things and breaking it down like that. Yeah, I I would just say I would just to expand on that. Um, just want to say that like I'm not perfect. I don't always choose um, all these little compound things because I'm like anyone else. I want the I want the end result now. I want to push myself. Um, and sometimes I feel like you can get away with with not doing the things that you're supposed to do, um, but in the long run, it'll catch up to you because. You know, maybe you can maybe you can skip you know skip your warm up um, when you're going to work out, and it won't affect you for a few days, or you can get away with it for a few weeks even. But eventually, you're gonna notice, or you're you might get injured. Um, you're just not gonna perform optimal, and it's gonna come up to it's gonna come back to bite you because um, those little things that you. Th- might think don't matter, um, add up and, um, they're really important. So I think it's just, I know it's hard because I'm not perfect myself. I don't do all these things. You know, there's times when I tell myself, okay, I want to read so many minutes every night this week and I won't read. I won't, I'll just completely skip reading for a night. Um, so I'm not perfect either, but, um, I think, you you need to start to develop that mindset of okay this is easy this is easy to do but it's also easy not to do you know it's like brushing your teeth um it's easy to skip brushing your teeth because you think oh it's just one night um and then you you wake up 3 months later and your teeth are rotten so i think it's i think it's the it's the little things and um i've always heard the phrase and I think this is kind of an extreme phrase. What, what are you giggling about over there, French? We get three months later, your teeth are rotten. He liked he liked that example. No, but I've I've always heard the phrase. I think it's I think it's kind of exaggerated. But um, how you do anything, how you do anything is how you do everything. So you know, like I said, you can cut corners, um, but eventually it's going to come back to bite you. So just imagine how much better you'll be in, you know, three months, six months, a year, if you did all those little things that you know you're supposed to be doing. Imagine if every time you worked out, you ran yourself through the proper warm up, or every night before you went to bed, you read 20 minutes. So um, those things add up, and I think they're really important to focus on. Yeah, I definitely agree with the... No, I'm reading this book right now called The Slight Edge, and it talks a lot about really how things, the simple little things that are easy to do but easier not to do, like it won't make a difference 
just not reading for one day, you won't really notice it. But if you did that for, if a person didn't read as opposed to the person that did read just 15 minutes a day, you know, he probably read 10 books over the course of a year. Now that 15 minutes of reading didn't seem that insignificant, that significant in the moment for that one day. But if you do that every day, the person that read those 10 books in a, over a year versus the guy who read zero or even half that, I mean, it's like night and day difference. So it's just, and I think what also, what I read in this book is like everything, like success is always in the moment. Like, you know, when your alarm clock goes off at like 5 a.m., it's in that moment that you make that decision that you decide, okay, am I going to get better today or am I going to get worse? Because I really, I don't think there's a lot in between. I think for, when we're talking about that, it's pretty binary. Like, you might feel like you're just staying in the same place, but if that's the case, you're probably not, you're probably getting worse. You know, you're either on the success curve or the failure curve. Now, a lot of times you may not realize it at first because you may not see your progress, but then eventually you're either going to take that big dip upward or you're going to plummet down and it's going to be like, oh, wow, all those little simple fit daily things added up over time. And it's like, you know, consistency compounds either way, good or bad. Yeah. And, and just to be blunt, um, I know I have to tell myself this constantly, but, um, if you can't get on board with just doing these little things, um, then you don't really care about your success in the long run. Um, if you can't just brush your teeth every night before you go to bed, you obviously don't care about your teeth. You know, it's, it's, it's little stuff like that. You just have to be honest with yourself. Um, sometimes you, sometimes you just have to be a little, um, up front and, and you can't lie to yourself. You know what you should be doing. You know, it's not going to be easy. Um, but if put you can, down afford, the donut. yeah, put it down. <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday, French, no sweets for you. No, you can have sweets it's on your right. birthday. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, I mean, half the time, I mean, I think it's great. We got this podcast. We're trying to help you guys out, but Half the time, you guys know what you need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. And we're not perfect, just like you guys. So, um, you know, when we're telling you guys this information, we're also kind of just telling ourselves this information. It's good to get in the habit of um, doing these things. It's not always easy to form that habit, but if you can just force yourself to do it today, maybe you'll do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And then that starts to compound and then you start to see those results. Because once you see the results, then you kind of get that motivation of, okay, I can continue to keep doing this because I know it's going to add up to something important. So, yeah, I think right. that's I think that's important. Yeah, and like once you – I think a lot of people, they give up right before they're about to see the results. You know, it's like when a plane takes off on the runway – Maybe it might have to get up to like 100 miles an hour before it can take off. So, I mean, 90 miles an hour, it's going fast, but it's not, you're, you're moving at a pace right below where you need to be. And I think some people, sometimes when they're, when they're only doing some of the stuff they know they need to be doing, but not all of it, they think, okay, well, at least I'm doing some of it, so it's good enough. But then they're moving right below that pace where they need to to really see results. And then they get burned out and demotivated, and it's just game over from there. So I think that's important that, you know, every decision counts from 
you know, you hitting that snooze snooze button in the morning to picking the salad over the cheeseburger at dinner time. So I uh, yeah. just know that every decision matters and that, you know, I, that's in your control. I mean, I think that's, that's something that I like to think about. I mean, uh, we all like to be in control of our lives, no matter, no matter what we think, think about it. I mean, there's certain parts that we obviously don't have control over, but so that just means the things that we can control, we really need to take serious. And that's, it means a lot to me that I can make a difference with every decision I make throughout the day. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I think a good way to ensure that you are constantly um, pushing yourself and doing what you need to do, you know, you talk about this plane hovering right above um, the speed you need to take off. I think a good mindset to have is the go one more mindset that Nick Bear is constantly talking about. If you constantly have that mindset, which is basically, okay, I know what I need to do. I'm going to do it, but I'm also going to excel past what I expected myself to do. So if you expected yourself to do 10 reps on squat, just do, just do one more, you know? I mean, obviously that's, a, you know, that's just an example, but it's more of the mindset of, you know, okay, maybe I had four things on my to-do list today and I only expected to get done three of them, but instead I got all four of them done and I tackled some of my, um, some of my goals for tomorrow too. You know, it's just doing a little bit extra each day, even when you don't have to, just to keep yourself accountable. Um, and you know, those, those one more, one more reps, the one more, you know, one more mile that, that stuff adds up. So I think that's important. Um, and then another thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up, up here. Um, and this was something that when I was, when I learned about this in my class, it seems so obvious, but I never really thought of it because, you know, even now that we're improving how we look at our goals, um, me and French might not have thought of this. And I think this is really important. So setting your goals isn't always enough because we're human and we're going to procrastinate and we're going to run into barriers. So I think another great thing that you can do when you set your goals is identify possible barriers. And I talk about this in my video, identify possible barriers that could come up when you're going after your goal. And then try to find solutions of how to overcome these barriers. So the example I gave in my video, you know, you guys might as well not even watch my video because I'm basically just telling you everything that, but, but no, uh, the example I gave in my video was, let's say your goal is to read every night before bed, you know, like I said earlier, but you're always on your phone right before it's time to go to bed. And then you look at the time, oh, it's 1030. It's way past what I wanted to go to bed. I don't have time to read tonight. So if you can identify that the problem is I'm on my phone, maybe set a time limit like we talked about in, in um, a few episodes ago. Set a time limit on Twitter or Instagram, you know, those apps that you're, that you're running. Or put your phone in a different room. Put your phone in a different room at 8 o'clock because you know when 8.30 comes, you're going to start getting on it when you should be reading. So identify those barriers and then come up with solutions to avoid those barriers or overcome them. Um, this is just a great way to prioritize and execute what you need to do. My priority is I need to read. 
I need to execute it by doing what I need to do, not being on my phone, actually reading. So I think it's important. This is something I didn't think of, even though it's pretty obvious, like I'm telling you right now, um, you know, it's obvious that there's going to be obstacles, but a lot of people don't do this. A lot of people write, okay, I want to eat clean five days a week, but they don't think of, okay, then I'm going to avoid going to fast food restaurants or I'm going to avoid sleeping, sleeping in late so that I don't, you know, just grab the easy prepackaged food. So I think those barriers are important to identify that way you can overcome them. French, you got it. You got any advice on that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I've heard, I took a, I took a class that talked about barriers once too. And it said, I think they put it like barriers slash excuses, which you also have to know when you're lying to yourself. Like, you know, like Nolan said, you know what you need to be doing. Like, sometimes, yes, you do have legitimate reasons. Like, life gets hectic. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, you probably always can change. You can always find something that, you know, when someone, when you come up with a plan, like, it's like, okay, this is my one-year goal. The plan that you have at the beginning of that year, maybe not and probably isn't going to be the same plan that gets you to that goal. You're going to have to, you might have just a broad, broad plan to start out with and you kind of alter it as you go. Just kind of like Nolan said, like, okay, my phone is the, is, is the problem here. So we can fix that by putting it in another room or just turning it off. And I think it's one of those things where you just have to, you know, everyone has 24 hours in a day as far as I'm aware. So when people say like, oh, they don't have time, it's like, oh, no, you probably just don't aren't willing to make time. And sometimes you do have to sacrifice a little bit. But I mean, I guess I wouldn't if it's something that's going to make you better. I wouldn't even consider it a sacrifice. I consider it an investment. So, OK, I need five hours a week more than I do now to work towards this new goal that I have, where am I going to get that from? Well, I can either take it from the time I spend with my family. Don't really want to do that. I can take it away from the time I use for working out. Don't really want to do that. Oh, I'm on a neighborhood softball team that just plays casually on the weekends. That takes up probably five to six hours of my time. Maybe you got to take it away from that. I mean, no one ever said it was going to be easy to get to where you want to be. Sometimes you just have to make short-term sacrifices or investments, as I like to look at them. Yeah, or maybe there's five hours on your phone that you could be cutting out too. Yeah, I bet I bet that is the case for a lot of people. Um, I know that's the case for me. Um, I kind of look at myself and get disappointed when I'm not attacking these goals, but then I'll find myself sitting on my phone at night. Um, so. You know, you have to be honest with yourself and be disciplined in identifying, okay, I'm clearly spending too much time on my phone or I'm clearly wasting time watching Netflix. This is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And to kind of look at this from the other end, um, when you're setting goals, I also think it's important to um, set time for yourself because you don't want to get burned out. Um, even, I mean, there's a fine line between just, just, um, you know, being lazy and giving yourself the excuse to not do anything. 
But if you're actually attacking your goals, um, you know, going after all of these goals, because, you know, there's a lot, you know, if you are a goal oriented person, there's a lot that you want to accomplish and it can get kind of daunting at times having, you know, these 10, 15, 20 goals. Um, and then you have all these short term goals and then you have all these habits you want to, and then you have all this stuff on top of it. So I think it's good to take time to actually plan out time to relax. Um, that way, you know, it's kind of like the reward system. It kind of gives you the motivation to keep going. Nobody's perfect. So it's okay if you want to watch Netflix for half an hour before you go to bed, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that's another thing you need to consider just so that you don't get burnt out. Yep, I definitely agree. I think so. Interview, set goals, make them specific, give it a timetable, break down, break those goals down into an action plan, do the little things, but also don't be too hard on yourself. Set them just out of your reach, ambitious but realistic. Don't be too hard on yourself, reward yourself, but at the same time, you got to also exercise some, some willpower and some self discipline. So. Yep. I think that was, I think that was pretty good. And, and don't be afraid to make adjustments, you know? Um, yes. French and I were talking earlier. I don't remember if this was on our podcast or not, but, um, he was talking about how he set these goals when he was 20. Um, and a lot of them obviously had to do with lifting. Um, and then he <laughs> had his injury. So, you know, that's, you can't really do anything about that. So, is French just going to give up? No, he's going to readjust his goals. What can I work on? Um, and that doesn't just mean giving up on your goals. You know, it, it can also mean just making them more realistic. You know, like I said, you can set these outcome goals that are really far away and they're hard to control. Um, and then you can be just upset with yourself for not achieving them. Um, I think that's the wrong thing to do. You need to look at it in more of a short term and then, um, be honest with yourself um, and then actually adjust when you need to. Okay, this is what I actually have time to do. This is what I'm capable of. Don't sell yourself short by any means, but be honest with yourself. Okay, I know this is going to be hard, but I think I can achieve it. Oh, I didn't get to that. Okay, well, let's bring that down a little bit, but I think I can achieve this. Then you achieve that and you reward yourself and you keep going, you know think that's that's the mindset that you need to have so yeah and don't put all your eggs in one basket i think you should have well-rounded goals you know obviously we're always going to gravitate towards the things that we like the most and that we're the best at so naturally i gravitate towards like fitness goals but sometimes the stuff that you don't think of are the things you need to work on the most so like okay i don't really go to church anymore maybe i should make some spiritual goals or Maybe I should make some relationship goals, stuff like that, because put all your eggs in one basket. And then, like you said, like I get hurt, then what do I have to fall back on? I just feel like I'm worthless and just go cry in the corner of the field position. <laughs> no, that's it's very true. You're, you're absolutely correct. And, um, you know, also to go along with that, um, let's say something does happen, you know, for whatever reason, you just don't achieve the goal that you want to achieve. Um, but maybe in another area of your life, you're doing really well, you know, that can give you the confidence to continue and keep going after all of these different goals in your life. So I think, um, French is absolutely right. Just 
have a broad sense of goals that you want to achieve to become a better person um, overall in all categories. So, French, anything else? I think I think we covered pretty much all the everything I know at least. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and um, if you if you do want to check out the video I made, um, it kind of goes more in depth on how specifically you can set these goals, um, these process goals over outcome goals, and I think that's a that can help some of you guys. Otherwise, we'll be here next week with a new topic. Um, Every Saturday, tune in. And yeah, I think that's it. Yes, sir. Watch that video and then watch out for my video, copying his video. So do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh we don't have much to talk about over here. We just we just do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Alright. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening in. Check uh follow us on social media if you don't already. And I think that's it. Yeah. See you guys next week. Peace.